Blog Talk Radio. Romans 25. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High. Who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds. To them who by patience. Continuing yep. some well-doing seat. No nope. glory and honor. And immorality. Yep. Eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious. And do not obey the yep. truth. But obey unrighteousness. Indignation and wrath. Great fluke. You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' expose them? Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Nope. Do we have grace? Yep. Continue with sin? Nope. I'ma ask you again. Yep. Should we continue with sin?
you got to choose one. Who you gonna choose the most? I heard Two sides to choose from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Got to choose. Two chops to the throat. Two chops to the damn throat. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right. You're going to learn today. All right, all right, all right, all right. Shalom and good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Baruchatawab, shalom and good morning to the 12 tribes worldwide, to the Hebrew Israelites. To the so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, so-called Mexicans, those <laughs> excuse me, those people of Negroid, Indian, uh, so-called Negroid, so-called Native American, so-called Latino descent. Um, shalom. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to our show. You have reached the ISBHBK, the Israel School of Biblical History and Practical Knowledge. Um, ISBHBK presents Bible Talk. Um, I'm your host, I'm your teacher, I'm your guy, that dude, um, uh, Mashaba. I like to, uh, welcome, again, welcome to our show, welcome to our show. Um, uh, we got started a little bit late this morning, I do apologize, we did get started a little bit late, um, uh, just had, I had some technical difficulties, so got it together, so we, we're getting started, um, I'm going to go ahead and end the show, I'm, today instead of doing two hours, I'm only going to do an hour and a half, um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get some things together with the VA, y'all. I'm, I'm trying to get some um, uh, some some of my, my my eyes right now worked on. Um, so uh, I'm gonna end the show today at 12, and then uh, I got I got to wrestle with the back and forth with the belly of the beast with this, with this VA. Uh, so I'm trying to get my eyes worked on, y'all. That's 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 what's in the in the works right now. That's what I'm trying to work on right now. So. Um, Without further delay, let's go ahead and get into this show. Um, I will, I am doing a series called Decently or Decent and in Order, and I believe we're at part six now. Um, but as we're coming into this, this 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 upcoming week and the week to follow, we're about to come into the the um, the, uh, the holiday or holy day of Hanukkah, the holy week of Hanukkah, which is which is special for us uh, as Hebrew Israelites. Uh, we really do it. it it's all all of God's high holidays. Uh, we do appreciate, uh, but but Hanukkah, you know, that dedication—that's what the word Hanukkah means. Actually, means dedication, and what it's referring to was the dedication of the temple, the, the uh, rededicating of the temple after the Greeks that came into power and came in and defiled the temple. They 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 really went in, they really did a hack job uh, on the temple, and the temple is very. Very uh, uh, precious. It was very uh, sentimental. It, it was it was the symbol of national pride for us as Israelites. That it was very important. It represented the unity of the Israelites. When we came out of Egypt, um, you know, it was the tabernacle. We, we all were we all encamped around the tabernacle. Um, uh, three tribes to the north, three tribes to the south, three tribes to the west, three tribes to the east, around the tabernacle. So the tabernacle was in the center of our people. So it, 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 was, it was symbolic. It was physical and symbolic that it represented the, the unity and the, and, and the togetherness and, and the center, the focus of our people, because that's also where the Most High was at. Um, 
and being in the temple, being in the Holy of Holies. After the, the tabernacle, once we got into the, uh, the promised land, um, during the reign of Solomon, it, it tells you about 430 years after we left Egypt, um, during the reign of Solomon is when uh, the first temple was built. Um, and we're going to get into that. Not today, but I'm, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and break that down. Uh, the first temple was built that replaced the tabernacle. And that, again, was a very special occasion for us as Israelites. And, again, it represented the unity of the nation of Israel, um, the beauty, the magnificence, the aura of the temple was only symbolic of how majestic and how glorious and how beautiful and how precious it is for Israelites to dwell together in unity. Um, uh, hence, you know, the, the 133rd Psalms, which starts off like, uh, look, uh, behold, how beautiful it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. That for Israelites to be gathered together, it was a magnificent, it was a beautiful thing. Um, and that we came together and built the temple. From the tabernacle, 430 years later, we built the temple. But then Solomon, we know in, in his old age, he, uh, and because of the influence of his wives, the influence of, of his concubines, uh, his, his heart turned for the most high. And he started worshiping and getting, getting caught up into a lot of sex acts, uh, sex rituals, um, uh, even sacrificing of, of, of children. I mean, um, it, it got bad. Um, the worship of Molech and following after the Egyptians, following after so-called white people, the Ammonites, the Moabites, the uh, 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 worshiping of the god Molech, um, the different sex goddesses, the agricultural goddesses, and gods and goddesses um, uh, of the land of, 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 by the influence of the nations. It got bad to where even Solomon came and defiled the temple. Um, but it got cleaned up. Um, eventually, they get cleaned up. But we as Israelites, but right after Solomon also, because of what Solomon did, that wound up splitting the nation. That after, after what Solomon did and not keeping his heart right with the most high like David did and not repenting, that the kingdom was split. The nation of Israel was now split into two different kingdoms. Uh, the, the northern kingdom of Israel, which contained the, the, the we call the nine and a half tribes, and the southern kingdom of Judah, which had the uh, three and a half tribes, Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, the two and a half tribes, Judah, Benjamin, and Levi which was known as the kingdom of Judah. Um, and then we have the, the invasion of the Assyrians you know, through time. We have the invasion of the Assyrians who took the northern kingdom uh, captive, not, um, took the northern kingdom captive, uh, and that's when they were dispersed out of the land of Israel and settled uh, uh, mainly in north, central, south America, uh, but also throughout, throughout Europe also. Uh, becoming the Saxons, becoming the Gauls, the Visigoths, uh, becoming the um, uh, eventually the Anglo-Saxons, becoming the uh, um, the Iberia of uh, 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 the Iberian coast, um, the the the, 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 the Visigoths, the Goths. That was all all Israelites. Right? That that, that uh, when we were kicked out of, uh, of the northern kingdom of Israel, we we scattered through uh, and spread throughout Europe um, and became the the what do you call it? The barbarians, all those were Israelites, right? The bearded ones, uh, that's what the word barbarian means. All those were Israelites um, uh, from the Assyrian captivity. While, while the, the southern kingdom of Judah remained in the land of Israel, and that's where the term Jew comes from, is because the southern kingdom of Judah was still there, even though it had three, three, uh, 
you know, two and a half tribes, Judah, Benjamin, and Levi, and a remnant of, of some of the other tribes um, that were still there. But mainly it was the kingdom of Judah with mainly um, Judah, Benjamin, and Levi uh, residing there. And then we have at the Assyrian uh, 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 invasion, uh, we have the Babylonians. The Babylonians came into power, and they came and defiled the temple. They took the temple down. They destroyed the temple. Right, the Babylonians actually destroyed the temple. Um, then we had the rebuilding of the temple after after the Babylonians coming back in with the Persian and Medes under Cyrus and Darius. We actually had a, a time of rebuilt. The temple got rebuilt. Uh, under the hand, there was Rubel, Ezra, Nehemiah. That, the temple actually got rebuilt uh, under um, much uh, sadness to the nations, uh, under much uh, trying to commit a lot of distractions to the nations, trying, trying to, to prevent the Israelites from uh, rebuilding the temple. But we did. But we did rebuild the temple. Um, and, and, but we still kept, kept, kept slipping with the Most High. Um, so from the Assyrians to the Babylonians, to the Persian Medes, uh, then the Greeks. And then by the time the Greeks came in, good Lord Almighty, they really, again, they came into the temple and they really did a number. That it wasn't just um, from what Solomon did, that they came in with their own wicked, abominable, disgusting things that they did within our own temple. Um, from, Antio- from Alexander to Antiochus, uh, but then right after, uh, during that time, we had the brother Maccabees, you know, the Maccabees brothers from that you read about the first Maccabees, second Maccabees. Um, that they came in uh, and went to war with the Romans and actually cleansed the temple. All right, that they weren't going to submit to this new world order, weren't going to submit to this amalgamation of, of everybody's going to leave their laws and everybody's going to just be one. Um, all, roads lead to, all roads lead to Rome or what have you. No, the Maccabees brothers, these Levi brothers, they were with that. They collected a, 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 an army and fought against that oppression, fought against that, that, that influence, and actually uh, won the temple back and rededicated the temple. And that's where we get the, the history and the story of Hanukkah from, that they actually rededicated the temple. Dedication, the way you would say um, dedication in Hebrew is Hanukkah. All right? Hanukkah means dedicate or dedication. Um, and... Then we, we, we kept the temple, but we kept sinning. We kept doing wrong with the Most High um, until 70 A.D. when the Romans under General uh, Titus and, and Vespasian came in and then finally put an end to the Jewish state. They finally came in, and in 70 A.D., the last stronghold that we held as Israelites in our homeland was Masada. And it took them three years to finally conquer Masada, and, and that was it. Uh, we were led into slavery throughout the Roman Empire. Um, a lot of us fled down into Egypt, and they eventually came, w- w- was, was um, uh, captured by the, uh, the, the Africans, the natives of Africa, and the Arabs in Africa, uh, and then traded to the so-called white man and brought across on the transatlantic slave trade um, some 1,600 years later. So the temple, again, getting back to the, to the, to the, the temple, the temple was a very iconic and a very sentimental, uh, it represented Israel. That that, that was the, 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 like the World Trade Centers is to America, like the Empire State Building is to America, like um, uh, the White House or, or the uh, Capitol is to America. 
Take all that together, and that's what the temple represented for us as Israelites. It was, it was, it was our national pride. It was our national honor. Now, no different than Americans today um, uh, cheer up when they, when they hear the, the, the national anthem and it, uh, the rockets red glare, the bombs bursting in air, um, and they really, you know, are dedicated to America. This is America for Americans. Um, in the same way they had a, a, a pride and, and uh, was ready to defend and ready to uh, and, and understood that this represented the the the, uh, the ancestry, the bloodshed, the um, uh, overcoming of hardships to build America, to make America great, to, to have America be as great as it was. Well, that's what the temple was for us, brothers and sisters. That's what the actual temple was for Israelites, um, and being that simple. And we're going we're gonna to go over that class. I'm going to go back over that class. I've, I've been to it uh, many times, uh, but we'll, we'll, I'm going to take this week and next to let, let's kind of dive into this, and, 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 and uh, hopefully I can give you all some understanding uh, about how important the temple was and, and our high holidays, and that, that's what I'm going to start with today. Um, so the first scripture I want to go to uh, is Luke chapter 11 and verse 2. I'm going to go to Luke chapter 11 and verse 2. Uh, and today, uh, the brother Gabar Kawa is on temporary assignment uh, um, up there in, in the, the 505 in Burke in, uh, in Albuquerque. Um, so I won't have a reading uh, for me today. Uh, if he hears this, you know, he's always uh, welcome to, to chime in and, 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 and call in. But I'll, I'll be doing the reading uh, today and, and the, the, the exegesis, uh, giving the breakdown and the understanding of, of what we're reading, okay? So in Luke chapter 11, verse 2, I'm going to the book of Luke chapter 11 and verse 2. Um, and it reads, and he said unto them, when ye pray, say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Now, usually we, we go to Mark chapter, or Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, uh, for the Lord's Prayer. But I wanted to come here because I like the wording that Luke gave us here. Um, and for us to examine, because remember, remember, brothers and sisters, Romans chapter 15, verse 4 tells us what? Things written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and, and comfort of the scriptures that we might have hope, that the scriptures were written for our learning, right? That the Bible, the, the records that we find in the Bible, the record of the Bible, it was written for our learning. It was written for us as Israelites to, to, to be able to learn, to, to get back in touch with our heritage, with our culture, with our identity, with who we are, all right? That, um, that we're not the hip-hop nation. We're not the, 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 the crib nation, the blood nation. We're not the, uh, the Democrats, the Republicans. We're not the Qs as far as the, the, the um, a fraternity. We're not the Omegas. We're not the Masons. We're not the Moors. We're not the Aztecs or the Incas. Um, and before any of those labels, we're the Israelites. Right? And the Bible is our history book. The Bible is a record of the, of the, of the history of the Hebrew Israelites, the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel. That's who we are. So in reading this now, reading the scripture here, it says, again, I'm in Luke chapter 11, verse 2, and it says, and he said unto them, when ye pray, say, our Father which, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
as in heaven, so on earth. So in, in the Lord's Prayer, we understand that in praying for God's kingdom to come, we're praying that God's will is going to be done in earth the same way it's done in heaven. That that if you want to call it, um, I know a lot of people don't associate this or think about this, it's a dictatorship. Um, it's, 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 uh, um, ain't nobody up there in heaven voting for how, th- how they feel things should give, should be, or giving their opinion and, 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 and God's policy and, and God's, uh, uh, direction or how God wants things done. Um, it's how God wants it to be. So when we're praying for God's kingdom to come, we're praying for God's will to be done. That it's not going to be about freedom of choice, even though, you know, the, my opening song is everybody got choices. And at this time, we do have choices. But we're going to serve God the way he wants to be served or serve Satan and, and, and how we want to be served. Remember, Satanism, brothers and sisters, we, we, and we've been over this, Satanism isn't about worshiping some creature um, or, or worshiping some, some, some uh, uh, hellboy-looking uh, 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 entity or some, um, the, the little devil on the hot sauce bottle. Satanism is totally about serving self. That's what Satanism, the, 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 the root, the bottom, the base of Satanism is that you serve you. You be about you. That's why when you look into the Satanic Bible, um, the, the very first holiday in a Satanic Bible is birthdays. It's about you. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's about you. In the Satanic Bible, if you don't believe me, look it up. In the Satanic Bible, the very first holiday, the main one of the main holidays, uh, is um, you would think it'd be like you know Halloween or something like that. No, it's birthdays. It's about you. It's about you. And we if we go back and look through the scriptures. That's all Satan every day. When Satan tempted Christ. Um, uh, uh, when, when Christ fasted for 40 days, 40 nights, what was, what was the tempter? What were the temptations that Satan was offering to Christ? Please yourself. Make, make it about you. Do it for you. Do it for you. Going back to the garden with, with, with Eve. It's about you. Don't you think this looks good to you? Don't you think this looks wise to you? Serve yourself. Don't worry about what God is saying. Serve you. Please you. And we're not going to forget, uh, what's that, First Timothy, the third chapter. Um, it might be Second Timothy, the third chapter, where it tells us about, talks about uh, in these last days, men should be lovers of their own selves, lovers of pleasures, one and lovers of God. That it really is about if it feels good, do it. Have it your way. Obey your thirst. Um, it, it, it's all about you. Whatever comes to your mind, go for it. You feel like you're a man trapped in a woman's body? Change your sex. You're a man trapped in a, or vice versa. Go for it. You, you don't be labeled or, or, or put in a box as far as you get supposed to be a heterosexual. If you want to be a, a homosexual, a, a bisexual, a trisexual, um, uh, whatever other names they got out here, do it. 
if you feel like you're a, a, a you're a man, but you know I'll say you're a woman trapped in a man's body. You were born genetically a man, but you feel like you're a woman that you relate more to women. Well, you can go ahead and take some hormones and grow some long hair, um, soften your features, um, and even from the hormone uh, adjustments and therapy, grow some breasts. But since you st- but then you still might, you know, you identify more with a woman, but you still like having sex with women. So then keep your, keep your plumbing intact. Go ahead and grow the breast or even have, 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 have breast implants. Um, take the hormones, but then at the same time, keep your, your plumbing because you still like to have sex with women. And then you might meet a trans, I don't even know what the hell to call them right now. You might be somebody who's trans and, and you look like a woman with breasts, but you meet a woman who wants to identify more as a man. So she takes some hormone therapy, grows a beard. Um, she has, has breast reduction surgery, but she keeps her plumbing downstairs. So you, the man who looks like a woman with breasts, but you keep your 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 pickle. You run into a woman who's doing the the, the hormonal therapy, has her breast cut off, grows a beard, but she keeps her pita pocket. Hey, now that we found love, what are we gonna do with it? That that is the the, the 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 crux, the epitome, the 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 height, the climax of Satanism. Do what pleases you. Do what pleases you. That's why Job chapter nine verse twenty four says, "The earth is given to the hand of the wicked. He covers the face of the judges thereof. If not, who, where, and who is he?" It, if this kingdom ain't given over to wickedness, which deals with self-pleasure, with whatever makes you feel good, drugs, sex, just follow your own will, uh, take control of your own destiny, go for it. It's about you. And remember, in the temptation of Christ, the 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 the, the tempter. He told Christ, if y'all remember, he told him, I'll give you all the glory. Uh, He showed him all the nations at one time with all the glory and all the fame that comes from these nations. And said, all this glory will I give you if you'll bow down and worship me. For this is given into my hand. And whomsoever I want to give it to, I'll give it to them if they'll worship me. Because it's given to my hand. So we know that this world, this modern world that we're living in right now, this is not a godly world. This is not a godly world. The morals are gone. The, the, the standards are gone. The, the, the holiness, the trueness is, is shot. It's gone. This is, this is Satan's world. Do what you like. Do what you like. 
act how you like. Going back into the, you know, old, the old, uh, uh, I just had the name of that damn band in my, oh, I hate getting old, y'all. <laughs> I hate getting, do what you like. Digital Underground. Going back to the old Digital Underground song. So, coming back now to Luke chapter 11, verse 2, it says, And he said unto them, when ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. As in heaven, so in earth. So I'm bringing it, trying to bring it back, y'all. I know we're dealing with holy convocation. Trying to bring, bring let, me, let me, you know, get some focus back. When we're dealing with God's kingdom, God's will is going to be done. When we're praying for God's kingdom to come, um, I know people pray this prayer before every football game or for every sporting event or, or even when you, when you go to, uh, before you go to sleep at night. Good. But understand what, you, what you're praying for. You're praying for God's kingdom to come and for God's will, the way God wants things to be done, not the way we want things to be done. We're praying for it to be in order on earth like it is in heaven, and God's will is being done. There is no other will, but it's God's will that's going to be done. That's what we're praying for. So it says the kingdom is going to be all about the will of God. That's what we got to understand. That's what, as we get ready, as we get ready to go into the, the convocation, and I'm, 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 going to, I'm going to get there. We got to understand that that as we deal with the, like the self pleasure that comes from Christmas, we're going to find out it's pagan. We're dealing with Easter. Uh, we're dealing with, with Valentine's Day. We're dealing with um, uh, uh, the ungodly, bloody massacre of called Thanksgiving. As we're dealing with um, uh, Memorial Day or Labor Day um, or, or even birthdays, all those self-pleasuring um, uh, observances that we observe, that that's got nothing to do with God's will. That has not a damn thing to do with God's will. But when God's kingdom does get here, it's going to be all about God's will, what God wants. And what God wants, God gets. It's going to be about his will, okay, and how he wants things done, how it's going to be done. So from there, brothers and sisters, let's go to Revelation. Let's go to Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. And I know this is going to be a little jumpy here in the beginning of this class. It's going to be a little jumpy. But just bear with me. Be patient, please. Um, I, I really, I'm not the most eloquent man, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm really not. Uh, I understand when it says the disciples went out two by twos. I, I'm a firm believer in that, that, that I, there needs to be somebody else with me. Um, I know that, that from the American standard, uh, every man is supposed to be an island. Um, I, I've, I've been, you know, uh, uh, I ain't gonna say slander, but a lot of people look at me like, like, Mashabi, uh, you, you, you're too clingy. Um, you, you, you try and cling to brothers and, and, and camps too much. I, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, like, 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 uh, <laughs> uh, what was that? That, that, that movie, um, Guilty as Charged. I'm guilty as charged. Yes. I need, I need brothers, I need families, 
I need people. How am I going to I need this Bible first. First and foremost, I need the most high. I need Christ. I need this Bible. And I, I need, brothers and sisters, I need family. I, I, I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't operate good on, on my lonesome. All right? And I just, when I'm talking about doing just the blog talk right now or whatever, just when I studied this Bible, y'all, when God was mad at the nation of Israel, just like if you, if you go to prison, first off, what, what's the purpose of going to jail or going to prison? It's to cut you off from the rest of society. And who are the main people that, that happen to be in jail or in prison? It's our people. It's the Israelites, so-called Negroes, West Indians, Puerto Ricans, Haitians, Dominicans, Cubans, North American Indians, similar Indians, Argentinians, Chileans, Brazilians, Colombians, Panamanians, so-called Mexicans. We're, we're the ones that's mostly in jail, being cut off from society. Because that, that's a punishment. That, that will drive us crazy. But then you get, if you get in jail and get in even more trouble, then they put you in solitary. So you even from among the people that have been cut off from society in jail, in prison, then while in prison, the, the, the really further punisher person, especially an Israelite, so-called Negro, West Indian, Puerto Rican, Haitian, Dominican, Cuban, North American Indian, similar Indian, Argentinian, Chilean, Brazilian, Colombian, Panamanian, Mexican, put them in solitary confinement. That will break a person. That will have a person, an uh, Israelite, drive them stone cold out of a rabbit living mind to be isolated, to be cut off. We do not operate good that way, y'all. We really don't. And that happens, even goes back to in some of the laws, some of the, the sins that we committed, some of the crimes we committed against society. It didn't necessarily lead to death, but it says that and that person will be cut off from among his people. To be isolated, to be exiled by yourself, by yourself. That was that was how God punished the nation of Israel. Not only did He put us in captivity, but to be isolated, exiled. If you got leprosy, if if if, if we were doing something that angered God, and God gave us leprosy. Remember, leprosy is God takes takes away your, the pigment from off from off of you. He takes the blackness off of you. He and and it's called leprosy because like a leopard, you get spotted. It might start like 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 you start losing color around your eyes, then around your lips, then around your ears. Uh, you might start losing color in in, uh, uh, in your hands, and it looks spotted. That is biblical leprosy, y'all. That is biblical leprosy, and God was very explicitly clear that when a person catches leprosy, we better observe the laws of leprosy. I mean. They were to be upheld, upheld strictly. You put that person away. That that was a sign to let them know God was pissed at them. Remember when Miriam was talking was talking junk against Moses for having the Egyptian wife, um, and she got 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 uh, uh, Aaron caught up in that madness. And Miriam being the oldest, Miriam being the oldest between um, Aaron, Moses, and, and herself. Remember they were family members. Um, she was the oldest, and she started talking junk against Moses about, you know, in some equal rights type of thing or not recognizing how women should be recognized more or what have you, or she had to say so, and, and, and she was going to be heard. She was going to speak her mind. Oh, okay. God smacked her 
with with leprosy. And I say smack because it's like God smacked the black off of you. That you know, for for a lot of black people, that's something we've heard. We we, we pretty much heard in in our childhood, especially if you if you're over the age of uh, I'll say forty. If you're over the age, well, I'll, I'll, I'll squeeze you in there at thirty five. You might have heard that before. That if you don't do something, if you don't correct your behavior, I'm gonna smack the black off of you. Well, that's what God did to Miriam. Go back and read Numbers chapter 12. Go back and read Numbers chapter 12. He slapped the black off of her. Or is it 15? Now that I call it, now I, I got to pull it up. Yeah, give me one second. Let me, let me get this real quick. Let me get a little musical interlude while I go find the scripture. Judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience continue yep. in some well-doing seat, nope. for glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath. Uh, Great You an African American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' explode. Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life. Nope. So many secrets in the vault. Yep. Do this knowledge come? Oh, right, yeah, I found it. I found it. It's Numbers chapter 12. I'm going to go straight to verse 10. All right, Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12, I'm going straight to verse 10. Uh, and it says, And a cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and, be, uh, and behold, Miriam became leprous, um, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said unto, unto Moses, Alas, my Lord, I beseech thee, Lay not this sin upon me, upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Let her not be as one dead, as whom the flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And the Lord said unto Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, um, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the, from the camp seven days. And after that, let her be uh, reconciled again. And Miriam was shut out from the, the camp seven days and the people journeyed not till Miriam was brought in again and afterward the people uh, removed from Hazaroth and pitched in the wilderness of Haran so the cast leprosy that that was that was immediate grounds for you to be um, exiled that was immediate grounds for you to be put away um, that God was pissed at you God was angry at you and like, like he said here about Miriam that if her father spit in her face because she was being disgraceful, disrespectful, um, she forgot her place. Shouldn't she be shut away from, from, for seven days? And yeah, that was that's a law, y'all. So Miriam and in, 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 in feeling she had the, the gumption to, to open her mouth and she gonna speak in judgment. She gonna she gonna t- uh, uh, take authority to her that don't belong to her. 
The most I want with that, slapped her with leprosy, slapped the black off of her. Who that, that that's a scary thought, y'all. That's a scary thought. So <laughs> we we got there again, and I'm not a very eloquent man, all right. And I know I'm not a very eloquent man. I try. I really do try. Um, I, 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 I'm always, I, I, I need a brother. I need somebody with me, somebody who's good with their words, somebody who's good with their words, someone that, that's good with their words. I can help pull scriptures to help back up what's being said, to help back up what's, what's being taught. Um, just like, you know, I, I named the show Bible Talk. I, I'd rather let the scriptures do the talking. Uh, I really don't like talking. Uh, you, you can ask my, any, any of my immediate family members, um, people who, who around me who might know me. I really don't like talking. I really don't. I do not. I don't like talking. I'll give scriptures. Um, I don't like talking. I don't like talking. And I know there's something I need to overcome, but but I don't like talking. Okay? So bear with me again, y'all. Thank y'all for your patience. Keep bearing with me. Um, now we're going to the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 15. Now we're going to the book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 15. I know this might be choppy, and, and the question might be said, what does that do with Holy Convocations? Yeah, it's a build-up. We're going to be going over Holy Convocations all this week. All right? So, so it's going to be a build-up, so hopefully give you some foundation. Hopefully give you something to stand on so that you know what you're talking about. All right? So coming out of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 15. Revelations. Chapter 11, verse 15, it says, And the seventh angel sounded, and there, was, uh, and there were great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdom of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Now, right before this verse, verse, verse 14, it, 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 it does discuss and go into the, the destruction of Satan, of, of the devil. Um, the devil having the last kingdom on earth before Christ's kingdom comes, before God's kingdom comes, all right? Uh, but the point I want to get to here was in Revelation 11, verse 15, in this particular class, it says, And the seventh angel sounded, and there was great voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world. So when it says the kingdoms of this world. We're talking about um, the, um, the European Union. We're talking about the African Union. We're talking about the North American Union, the South American Union. We're talking about the Asian Union. We're talking about all the kingdoms of the world, the Arab Emirate Unions. We're talking about all the kingdoms of the world are now become the kingdoms of our Lord. Now, when Christ comes, that you can forget about it. There ain't going to be any more democracy from anybody. It's going to be communism, uh, dictatorship, whatever, from anybody but the Most High Christ and nation of Israel. It's not going to We ain't got to worry about, about Trump. You ain't got to worry about, about uh, Putin. You ain't got to worry about, about uh, another Adolf Hitler or, or um, another Bill Clinton or another uh, Barack Obama. We ain't got to uh, 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 Richard Nixon, that's, that, all that's done. All that's going to be done. Once Christ gets here, all the kingdoms are going to fall to under the authority, the authority of Christ and the Hebrew Israelites. 
all kingdoms are going to become the kingdom of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, under the, under the Most High. So what's that mean? God's will is going to be all over this earth. It's not going to be just in a Hebrew Israelite home. God's will is going to consume the earth. It's not going to be, I don't like how God does things, so I'm going to find my, my own little corner, uh, my own little island, my own little corner of the world uh, where I can just be to myself and, and, and just, you know, not be bothered with that, that I'm going to do me. That the, the, the whole, you know, the order of, of man, woman, child, I'm not really with that. That whole uh, homosexuals um, on abomination of God, I'm not feeling that. Uh, we can't do Halloween, Christmas, Easter. It's for the kids. I don't see what's wrong with it. So I'm going to go over here um, uh, <coughs> and, and ask for, for citizenship or, or um, uh, 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 diplomatic immunity. So I can go over here so I can, I can find the freedom of religion. So I, I can worship the way I want to worship and do things the way I want to do things. All of that's coming to an end. All that is going to be done. You know, I really like the the things going on with Kwanzaa. I'm, I'm really kind of feeling, um, you know, Valentine's Day, yeah, that might have been about a, a sex act, a sex rituals and orgies or what have you. But you know what? Just the fact of, 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 of finding that loved one, finding, you know, giving somebody my heart, I, I you know, I'm, I'm still kind of feeling that. And to be with you, God, over here in, in Jerusalem, in Israel, and now it's just got to be your way where you, you ain't got to listen to nobody. You ain't got to take nobody else's um, uh, uh, into consideration, my feelings, how I might feel about the matter, and now I just got to just do it your way. I'm not kind of feeling that. So I'm, I'm going to go over here to Russia. Or, you know, I'm going to go to Guam. Uh, I'm going to go to Korea. Kim, Kim Jong-un, Long, Long, Long. I'm going to go over there. You know, um, I'm going to go to the archipelagos, wherever the hell those are. You know what? Greece, there's a lot of those little islands around, the, you know, Greece. And, 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 and uh, I'm, I'm going to go find me a little something over there. Just beating myself. I ain't going to be bothering nobody. But if I want to go ahead and, and, and worship and do what I want to do, it'll just be me by myself on my little island, and I can do what I want to do. No, nope. Nuh-uh. Once the Mosai destroys Esau, Edom, um, their power and their rulership and their authority, being the greatest uh, 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 nation on the planet at this time when Christ comes back, that's it. That's going to be it. It's going to be a wrap. Real quick, let me find this other scripture real quick, y'all. Well, I don't know how quick it's going to be. Go on to the book of Isaiah. Chapter 60. And verse 12, y'all. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 12. All right, the book of Isaiah, chapter 16, verse 12. And this is what it reads. It says, For the nation and kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish. Those nations shall be utterly wasted. 
So when Christ comes back and sets up his kingdom, and his kingdom is set up over the whole entire planet, the whole entire globe, the whole entire earth, the nation of king that doesn't want to do things God's way, that don't want to appear to God's will, it's going to be utterly wasted. It's going to be destroyed. So, like, for example, you might, you might see on YouTube, on, on YouTube Shorts or, or TikTok, you know, which are things I, I kind of look at. Facebook, I don't know. You might see where there's Asian-looking people. I'm going to say it like that. Um, and they're eating dog. They're eating uh, octopus. And it seems like the octopus is still alive. Um, they're eating rats. Uh, no. That's, that's going to be a hell to the now once Christ gets here. That those type of things are not going to be done, allowed. It's not going to be this, this argument, but this is our culture. And we've been doing this for, for, for many thousands of years. We like eating dog. We like eating live octopus. We eat kangaroo. Camel hump is is a delicacy. Uh, not anymore. When Christ gets here and establishes the kingdom to Israel, and all the kings on earth are going to become his, that there's not going to be this thing where a person, a, a kingdom or a nation is going to do what they want. This this is going to be like the Borg of Star Trek. Resistance is futile. I'm, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm sorry. That's just how it's going to be. God's will is going to be done. And Christ is going to reign forever and ever. It's not going to be a, a, a break. It's not going to be where a, a slippage, caught slipping, um, uh, a, a detour, um, uh, a uh, a temporary lapse in judgment, a uh, um, a sit down in, in in a council of nations, and let's compromise and let's discuss how good camelback really is, and how dogs is really a delicacy. Uh, no. Once the kingdom gets here, it's going to be forever. When Christ gets here with the kingdom, that black man named Jesus Christ, let me, let me, let me stress that too, that very melanated man, king of the Jews, the lion of the tribe of Judah, that when he gets here, all kings of the earth are going to sub, be, sub, be submitted to his will. Because the scripture says in, in, in Revelation chapter 19 that in righteousness he does judge and make war. He's coming to kick some ass. Jesus, who the world calls Jesus Christ, is coming back to kick some ass. God's will is going to be done in earth like it is in heaven. Among all kingdoms, nations, realms of the earth. And that nation or kingdom, according to Isaiah chapter 60 verse 12, 
that nation of kings, that they, y'all get together in some type of rally? Y'all get together in some type of, of protest? Uh, some type of, uh, um, uh, you, you have uh, union um, leaders? Y'all decide y'all going to boycott? Uh, or I, I, y'all going to try to hold some injunctions against the Israelites? Against God and Christ at that time? Negro, please. Never going to get it, 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 going to get it. Woo, 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 woo. That's just not going to happen. That is just not going to happen. We're praying for God's kingdom to come and that God's will is done in earth like it is in heaven. We're praying, and we understand that when God's kingdom comes, when Christ's kingdom comes, he's consuming and taking over all kingdoms. Everyone's going to be doing it the way God and Christ want things done, the way God wants things done. We have a choice now. When Christ gets here, ain't going to be no choice. All right? From there, please join me. So that means, again, no Christmas, no Easter, no Thanksgiving. No birthdays, no um uh I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go to Mark chapter seven and verse six. The book of Mark chapter seven and verse six. Mark chapter seven and verse six. Thawah. What's that? Thawah Shabai Shashta. Mark now, what I just did there, y'all, was was the way you say Mark in Hebrew is the Wah. To Mark in the cross, the Wah. And then the way you say seven in Hebrew is Shabbat and six is Shasha. So I was just saying the Wah, Shabbat, Shasha. Just, you know, my own little private inside joke for those who speak Hebrew. You know, just, just taking it there. So Mark chapter 7, verse 6, and it says, it reads, He answered and said unto them, Well, has Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Verse 8, for laying aside the commandments of God, Ye hold the, tradi- the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such things ye do. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandments of God that ye may keep your own tradition. Now we're going to kind of break this down a little bit. We read that. We're going to kind of go through this a little bit with a, with a comb. Maybe not a fine-tooth comb, but we're going to kind of comb through this right here. So, in this thing of, of holidays, not holidays, but holidays, as we come as Christmas, uh, New Year's, we, and this ain't this ain't New Year's, y'all. January first is not God's New Year. Right? God's New Year is in the springtime, right? When everything is new, you know, New Year, everything is new, 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 new flowers, new leaves, new, new. Um, when animals come out of hibernation, every, and everything's new, you know, that's that's the beginning of the year with God. When everything is new, not the dead of winter, right? Not the dead of winter. So 
Um, Mark chapter 7, verse 6, Christ is saying, uh, he answered and said unto them, well, has, it says Isaiah, but that means Isaiah. Isaiah is the Greek way of saying the word Isaiah. Right, what has Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites? And a lot, of, a lot of our people are hypocrites. The world is full of hypocrisy. But a lot of our people are hypocrites. And now Christ is going to explain what, what it means when he says people are hypocrites. From God's point of view, not our point of view, from God's point of view, how God looks and sees people as hypocrites. It says, as it is written. Let me pull this up on, in, uh, on my east ward. This is Mark 7 and 6. My Bible module. Coming here to my table of contents. Sliding down to Mark. Chapter 7 and verse 6. Ooh. All right, Mark chapter 7 verse 6. Come to my commentaries. Now, what it says, let me, let me, let me expand my thoughts, y'all. He answered and said unto them, well, has Isaiah, uh, uh, Esaias, which is Isaiah, prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written. Where is this written at? Where, where is Christ quoted from? He's quoted from Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13. Um, Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13 says, Wherefore, the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but they have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men, that as much as people say all, all day long, they, I love God, um, uh, God's first in my life, uh, I'm going to give thanks to God, as much as we say that with our lips, our minds still go after what we want, after our, our own play, what pleases us, what we're thinking about. We, we are consistently putting ourselves first. This is why, and this is what Christ is quoting from Isaiah chapter 29, verse, verse 13. But I'm going to read on with Mark chapter 7, verse 6, y'all. Come back now to Mark chapter 7, verse 6. I hope this transition is kind of smooth. Um, Mark chapter 7, verse 6. He answered and said unto them. Well has Esaias, or Isaiah, prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written. These people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Um, our heart, uh, what, what we treasure, what, what, what we really desire, that's far from God. We really don't desire God. We desire, as a hypocrite, we desire what's going to please us, what we want, what, what we're after. Not what God, we're not really after God's will. We pray that our desires, our lusts, and the things that we want, we pray that hopefully God, God will want the same thing. But we won't go and study to actually see what God wants. 
and to make our desire and make our vision got uh, what to read and study and make make our vision to constantly change our vision and our thoughts to how God sees things. We're steadily trying to get God to see things our way. We're steadily tr- justifying how we see things. And in this this effort to make God see it our way, so that it can be seen like now I'm not really wicked, I'm not really off, I'm not really full of iniquity. Um, just that I just think I see a better way, God. Why won't you just consider what I'm saying, what, what how I see it, how I'm looking at it? We are all day the the the, the these uh, house lawyers. Trying to try, trying to to find a, a legal loop, um, uh, some type of, of 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 again justification to do things our way, and for God to be okay with it. That why can't I give you what I find and what I like and how I like things, God? Why don't you consider my feelings? Who wants to serve a God like that? Well, we, we, we show through our actions a lot that, that we don't want to serve a God like that. That we want to follow our own traditions. We want to follow the things that, that we find special and good and cute and, and, and adorable and precious. But not do God's will. So he says, again, in Mark chapter 7, verse 6, he answered and said unto them, Has Isaiah, Esaias, prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Verse 7, how be it? In vain do they worship me. Ooh, brother says, we, we can really chop it. We can really go into this here. In vain do we worship me. Looking up the word vain. This might take me a second, y'all. This might take me a second. Looking up the word vain. Remember in Deuteronomy 32, God told us that we, we made him angry and jealous with our vanities. And the root word of vanity being what? Vain. That we anger God with the things that we offer to him and the things that we do, not even to him, but stuff that he considers to be a vanity or vain. And let's look up the word vain. What do we got here? Vain. I'm going to my dictionary. And we're going to the Webster's 1828 dictionary. Vain. From the Latin word uh, vanus and the English word uh, wan, uh, wane or want. All right? Vain. Definition number one from the Webster's 1828 dictionary. Empty. If I just go with that word right there, how be it in vain, in emptiness do they worship me, that the, what we bring to God is empty. As much as we might find it a treasure, we like it, it it's precious to us, it's adorable to us, it, it, it's, it's something tender and, 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 and invaluable to us, to God is empty. Does, does anybody ever remember reading the fourth chapter of Genesis? Just the fourth chapter, 
hopefully somewhere in your Bible readings, you've read the fourth chapter of Genesis that, you know, if you started that Bible plan, I'm going to read the Bible, and you start with Genesis, and I'm going to get a couple chapters in a day, you hit Genesis, the fourth chapter. Because in Genesis, the fourth chapter, we read about Cain, and we read about Abel, who both these children of Adam and Eve offered up sacrifice to God. One was accepted and respected, coming from Cain and Abel. Abel's sacrifice was accepted and respected by God because that's what God wanted. Abel sacrificed to God what God wanted, and Cain wanted to bring what he thought was precious, what he thought was good, what he thought was acceptable. I ask the question, like, do, do we read? Or is it that we just have a convenient amnesia? Oh, is this what we, we pay blonde? I'm so blonde. Or, uh, what's that comedian's name? Carlos Mencia? Mencia? Cain was not accepted. His sacrifice and what he brought to God was not accepted. He got mad, and it was told he had to now obey his – he had to follow his brother and obey his brother when, he, when it came to him giving the sacrifice to God for his brother to okay it. Cain gets mad and kills his brother because – and I guess somehow in Cain's psychology, if I kill Abel, then God's going to have to accept what I'm giving. I'm not going to change. Even though God is saying that your sacrifice, what you're bringing and the way you're doing it is empty. You're putting all these trees around the Christmas tree. Empty. The 12 days of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Who the hell is your true love? I thought we're supposed to love God. So who is your true love that now you and you and your Christmas are doing the twelve something dancing, the five golden ring, whatever? Your Kwanzaa. Let me make sure I get, let's sweep all this together. Your, your Kwanzaa. Getting ready to come into this 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 false fake lie of New Year's. God forbid it's your birthday. And now you're getting the candles on the cake. Yeah, um, we're getting the, the, the Christmas ham. It was the turkey on Thanksgiving. Now it's going to be the Christmas ham with the, um, uh, with, with the pineapples and the cloves in it. It's going to be, um, or tamales, I guess, for New Year's. Um, it's going to be black-eyed peas and tamales um, with the fat back. It's going to be um, uh, pecan pie was and, 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 and sweet potato pie, pumpkin pie. That was Thanksgiving. I guess it's going to be um, uh, what is it? Apple pie, apple cider, um, hot caramel apples or something. It's going to be uh, 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 peppermint, the, the the hot cocoa. <laughs> if you remember, Bad Boys. 
I forget which one it was. It was Bad Boys Two. Um, <laughs> uh, where Sydney, uh, uh, Martin Lawrence's little sister, um, um, Gabrielle Union, <laughs> they got kidnapped, and they were uh, they were smuggling the drugs inside the corpses from that from that uh, mortuary, <laughs> and um. Uh, 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 Will Smith and Martin Lawrence was inside the mortuary, and that's when the um, uh, they was digging inside the 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 the, the cadavers, you know, the, the corpses, and 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 Martin Lawrence's character was just, just you know getting claustrophobic, getting na- nauseated, and everything. And one of the ecstasy pills, a couple of ecstasy pills, had fell in 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 a glass of water, and he went and drank it, trying to calm down. <laughs> And went on that that, that ecstasy acid trip, um, but as as uh, Martin Lawrence and Will Smith was trapped inside that that mortuary there with those dead bodies, uh, the the two uh, the other two cops was outside and, and and Will Smith threatened them was like drive the ambulance into the uh, <laughs> it's in, in, inside the the mortuary like like crash it, but right before that. Uh, they, the, the, the two Hispanic cops was trying to distract the the the, the guards inside the uh, mortuary, and when they knocked on the door, and the guards came and opened the door, they was like, "Yes, uh, would you like to invite us in for some hot cocoa?" <laughs> I know I did a hack job on describing that scene. <laughs> I was trying to give enough detail that those who might remember might remember it, or give enough detail that you might go look it up on YouTube if you want to. But the way that he said it, it always tickled me. That has always tickled me. Would you like to invite us inside for some hot cocoa? Because, you know, he had a very heavy Spanish accent, Cuban accent. <laughs> Would you like to invite us inside for some hot cocoa? Well, as we, you know, coming into this Christmas holidays and and Jack Frost is nibbling at your nose um, and the Christmas carolers are outside singing their Christmas carols and and, and um, disturbing the peace and, and all these type of things that, and, and it's the hot, either the hot apple cider uh, drink, um, the eggnog. How the hell I forgot the eggnog or the eggnog or the hot cocoa with the uh, peppermint stick in it that it's supposed to be that, that heart, heart warm, that heart, that, 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 that heart strings being pulled, just, you know, that wholesome, solemn, Silent night, that holy night, round yon virgin, mother and child, whatever yon means, um, that, come on, y'all, and all those things and all the preparations, um, setting up the, of the Christmas trees, the Christmas tree lights, the um, uh, uh, getting ready to blast off uh, fireworks and, and shotguns and guns at New Year's, um, at 12, 12 midnight, December 31st, coming into January 1st. Um, that that all the preparation and the heart heart feelings and the heart things that's going out, preparing for these holidays and, and, and the energy that's being put into them, God said it's empty to him. It means nothing to him. It's vain. It's and dealing with Webster's eighteen twenty eight definition of vain. It's definition number one says empty and then it says worthless. It doesn't mean a damn thing to God. You know, during this time, they say the suicide rate during during this time of year increases. 
because people realize how lonely they are. They, 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 the, the, the last time uh, these, these holidays came up, these, these hell days came up, that it was the last time they were able to celebrate it with a loved one, that the loved one passed away, and now uh, this is my, my first uh, uh, Christmas season uh, without this person, and I'm just so sad, and I'm so down, and I'm so alone that I, I, I got to swallow this bullet. I got to jump off this bridge. I'm going to electrocute myself. I'm going to take all these pills. Going through all these different type of changes, and God says that these things to him are worthless. They're not special. It's the whole grandest time of the year. No, as far as Israelites, yeah, we're dealing with Hanukkah. To be followed uh, quickly by by Purim, and then the New Year being in April, springtime, the Passover. But as far as these other pagan, wicked, heathen abominations that people are are are, are getting tooled up for, they're vain. They're empty. They're worthless having no substance, value, or importance. They're vain. Definition number two, fruitless, ineffectual. I'm leaving those definitions as we're going into the scripture here. Howbeit in vain do they worship me. Now, y'all remember this scripture here, I know. Maybe not. Let's get it. John chapter 4. John chapter 4 and verse 24. I'm going to start verse 23. St. John chapter 4, verse 23. It says, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit. Wait for y'all. Wait for y'all. And in truth. Why? For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Not for us to keep bringing what we find valuable, what we find good, what we like, what is sentimental to us, adorable, cute. No, God don't want that type of worship. It's vain. It's empty. It's worthless. It's fruitless. It's ineffectual. It's not, it's, you're not going to give him a warm fuzzy. And, and, you know, just kind of nuzzle up to him and, 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 you know, put your head on his shoulder and squeeze him tight. And like, God, I love you. How are they feeling? None of this. God wants the true worshipers to come and worship him in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Verse 24, St. John chapter 4, verse 24. God is a spirit. And they that worship worship him must 
Worship him in spirit and in truth. Must. Must worship him in spirit and in truth. So coming back now to Mark chapter 7, verse 7. Howbeit in vain do they worship me. That we keep bringing what we think is, is again, especially because everybody else is doing it, putting Christmas wreaths on, 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 on the door. The, um, um, see, I'm about to go into all this here. From the Christmas wreath to the, to the damn mistletoe. You know the mistletoe represents the genitals of a, of a, of a sex god. The mistletoe represents the genitals of a sex god. So when you're kissing up under the mistletoe, you're kissing under the sex god's genitals. Don't worry, y'all. I got, I, we got all this time. Not today, but I'll, I'm going to go ahead and, and break down these, these, these things. It's time to get, to get the, dust, the, the duster out and dust off some of these old classes, and we're going we're gonna to go ahead and bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah, as, as we all, you know, hoping for, a, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. What? Where you want to get cozy up with your loved one in front of the fire, drinking that that piss nog, that eggnog, or that or, or, or the hot cocoa with the with with the with the uh, gelatin-free marshmallows, and we're putting on the hot cocoa. And we're under the, 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 under the blankets, staring at an open fire, chestnut, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. <laughs> Try to get all sentimental and, 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 and lovey-dovey and, and cute. And cozy? No. And that somehow God's supposed to look down from heaven when and when he said, Do not observe this, don't do this, but because you and, and your illiter- illiterate, ignorant loved one are gonna cuddle up in, in this in this contortionist ball. That God's supposed to, have, you know, there's supposed to be a tear that runs down God's eyes like the Indian back in the 70s with the pollution, all the pollution on the highway. That that one single tear is supposed to come down God's eye like, oh. Oh. But as y'all walk through the neighborhood, uh, uh, the Serpent of Peace, uh, when they have Christmas carols, and somebody that says the damn nativity scene, which is supposed to represent, it's a, it's a white Mary with a white Joseph. Um, they're always, like, like, like away from the manger. And it's supposed to be snow outside. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be snow outside, which the Bible never describes that. But somehow it's supposed to be snow outside. Um, baby Jesus is, is in, a, in a, a food trough. Um, he's always naked, or, or, or guy just a diaper on. He's not covered up. I live in South Texas, San Antonio. Uh, let me see. Um, 
TK was born here. I, I bar, I dar, and rock and my. They were all born here in, in, in South uh, South Texas, San Antonio. Um, when they came home from the hospital, Rocky was born in April, March, March. Rocky was born in March. Um, she was wrapped in a blanket. Um, I, I, I bar was born in May. He was wrapped in a blanket when we brought him home. Idar was born in June, three weeks later. He was wrapped in a blanket. And then TK, in December, was wrapped in a blanket. How the hell is this Mary and Joseph just had this baby, and the baby is, is just in... Yeah, y'all see the baby? Y'all get an image of the baby? It's supposed to be baby Jesus, and you can see his diaper and his bare chest in the manger. Mary got, got layers of clothes on. Joseph got layers of clothes on. But the baby Jesus laying in this food trough called a manger He's got you. He's just in a diaper, not even wrapped up, and it's the dead of winter. And then you got the three wise men. One is one is Asian looking, one is Negro looking, and one is white looking. Supposed to be these three three wise men, even though the Bible never mentions how many wise men it was. The nativity scene, which is supposed to be so sentimental. We're supposed to be so heartwarming, heartfelt. None of that's described in the Bible that way. None of it. But as you got Christmas caroling and and Jack Frost is nipping at your nose and 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 your cheeks are turned red from 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 the wind gust <laughs> from from the Danmere frostbite. Being out there trying to keep up with tradition of the Christmas carols. Ah, it's in vain. Kwanzaa? Kwanzaa. You know damn well that's in vain. Well, Kwanzaa was invented when? Invented. 1968? That's the new kid on the block for real. But somehow that's supposed to be honored by God? How be it in vain? Do they worship me? Teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men. All these damn things that, 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 that people follow. It's by the commandment of man, got nothing to do with God. Has not one thing, one iota belonging to God, sentiment of the God, fulfilling to God, honorable to God. Verse 8, 
for laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men. And if this if this ain't a true a, a more true statement in December of 2022. It's a shame that, that if you was to ask people to even name the Ten Commandments, which remember when, when the young rich man came to Christ, he asked Christ, what, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Christ said, keep the commandments. The young rich man said, which ones? Christ essentially named the Ten Commandments. It's a shame that if you ask most people to name the Ten Commandments, they couldn't do it. Even though that is what the question was, what must I do to obtain eternal life? Christ said, keep the commandments. Which ones? And Christ listed off the Ten Commandments. That's a shame. That is a shame. As you get ready to eat your Christmas ham, when the Most High tells you, very, very, I mean, in plain English. Leviticus chapter 11. With the swine. You should not eat. Let's get it. Let's get it. And now my magical quote. Leviticus chapter 11 and verse 7. Leviticus chapter 11 and verse 7. And the swine, though he divide the hoof and be cloven-footed, yet he cheweth not the, not the cud. He is unclean to you. He is unclean to you. Of their flesh shall ye not eat, and their carcass shall ye not touch. They are unclean to you. Come on. I, I guess it's hard to believe that, that the statistics that 80% of Americans are literate, but 66% of that 80% can only read at a sixth grade level. Didn't Christ cast the unclean spirits into, uh, into a herd of swine? But now you eating some pork on 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 Christmas on, on what's supposed to be his birthday? What supposedly is his birthday? That Christmas ham? Mark chapter eleven verse seven. For laying aside the commandments of the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men, as the washing of pots and cups, and many other such things ye do. Pull my notes back up. Um, verse 9 and he said unto them full well ye reject the commandment of God that ye may keep your own traditions so these traditions that we got going on that's special to us that's fulfilling to us that that is a, a, a family tradition when God comes 
with God's kingdom, God's will is going to be done. When the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes, God's will is going to be done. Not your family tradition or your family worldly holidays. Mine either. So it says that we reject God's commandments to uphold and keep our own traditions. So that, brothers and sisters, I did hear the, the 90 second, uh, uh, the 10 second uh, mark, uh, that it, must, it, it is now 12 o'clock in the afternoon here in San Antonio, Texas. So that means we're going to have to end today's show. Now, brothers and sisters, y'all want to tune in tomorrow. Y'all do want to tune in tomorrow. Um, hold up, what's going on here? No, I don't want that. I want this. Um, why are you in my way? All right, cool. All right. Um, as I was saying, let me get back here. Yeah, I want to tune in tomorrow to, to tomorrow's show. Uh, Tell us about Tuesdays. Oh, oh, y'all. He was giving me a little insight, and I'm not going. You know, this this is not going to be a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'm not going to do that. Y'all got to tune in tomorrow. How's the pod show tomorrow is is going to be? You don't want to miss tomorrow's show that that he that they, he's going to be doing. It, it's it, it's it's going to be enlightening. All his shows are lightning and informative, but you really want to catch tomorrow's show. It it it, it it's yeah uh, yeah. I'm just gonna say it like that. Yes, yes, yeah. You want to check that out. Let's not forget as far as any other announcements. Um. December 18th, sundown, December 18th, um, the ISBHBK and the Masharal Yashallah, uh, we, we are observing Hanukkah at that time. I know that uh, several other groups um, uh, celebrated Hanukkah um, uh, last week and even, even the week before. Um, but uh, just to keep in some type of unity with the brothers that do the summits, oh, I need to put that up too. Um, we are, uh, we will be observing Hanukkah um, sundown, December 18th through sundown, uh, December 25th, all right? And let me go ahead and pull this up. The brother, um, tell us about, uh, hit me to this. Um, the Masharal Yashallah, uh, the next summit, the, 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 this is going to be the 18th summit for, of, uh, uh, Hebrew summit of 2023. Guess what, y'all? It's going to be in H-Town. It's going to be in H-Town, Houston, y'all. And let me see where I find the dates. Um, this picture is a little bit fuzzy. The picture is a little bit fuzzy, so I can't, I can't get the dates. But you know where you can go, right? You know where you can go. Go to heaven. 
And also go to isbhpk.com, isbhpk.com. Check out the website, and you can get all the information that you need for, for not only the high holidays uh, that we're observing, but the dates of the next summit that's going to be in Houston. I don't see the, the – it just says the 23rd. Let me see here. Oh, got it, y'all. February 4th, all right? February 4th, 2020, uh, 2023 is going to be the 16th Hebrew Summit held for the first time in Houston, Texas. Friday, February 4th, y'all happens to be a, a um, Friday. Friday, February 4th through Sunday the 6th is going to be the next Hebrew Summit, the, 20, the 16th, no, the 18th, y'all, I'm sorry, 18th. The 18th Hebrew Summit is going to be February 4th, starts Friday, February 4th, 2023 in Houston, in H-Town. Hope to see everybody there. Knowing that that, that that that's going to be February 4th, and then April 3rd is going to be the Passover. All right, so just a month later, January, February, March, April, well, two months later, is going to be the Passover. But the summit is going to be hosted by ISBHPK Houston in Houston. Somebody can plans for it now, y'all. We're, we're, only, we're in December. You get the rest of December, January. Go ahead now, get it together so we can uh, meet up at this summit in Houston. All right. Thank you, Tulsa Pop, for 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 uh, passing the information on. I'm a, I, will, I will continue to pass it on. Um, and with that, brothers and sisters, check us out tomorrow. You've been listening to ISBHBK uh, Bible Talk. And with that, going to say shalom. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 